Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is a great morning. It is another day's journey and I'm glad. I'm thankful to God that he allowed me to wake up this morning. And I hope that when you woke up this morning that your first thoughts were not, what am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? What's on my agenda? But I hope that it was, thank you God that you woke me up this morning because someone did not wake up this morning. Doesn't mean that God didn't love them. God just had another plan. He said, no, I'm not going to let you wake up this morning. Your eyes are just going to remain closed and you're just going to drift on into glory with me or wherever their eternity might be. So I'm thankful to God that today is another day of grace. Today is another day of grace to change your mind. Today is another day of grace to think about your position, to think about where you are in Christ, to think about if there's another level that God wants to take you to. And if you're willing to use the grace that God has given you to get in place. So I thank him this morning because today is not just another day to go to work. Today is not just another day to discipline our children or to make dinner for your husband or to go and pick your wife up from work. But it is a day to excel in the things of Christ. It's another day to think on the things of God and think, God, what can I do today that pleases you, that glorifies you? Are you in a relationship that you don't need to be in? Well, you know, Keisha, so-and-so's relationship was so-and-so. And then, you know, look how it turned around. Why would you want to use someone else's example of their relationship to pattern your relationship? God allowed you to see those people go through all of that hell and high water in those relationships so that you could learn from that and not walk in those same footsteps. How many times do we stay stuck in a dead relationship? Because we're looking at John and Jane's relationship that dwindled on for 10 or 15 years. It was more tears than joy. And then finally one day they're able to go grocery shopping together. They don't argue anymore. But was God the center of it? Did God ordain that? So if you have an opportunity to have a better relationship, set up some qualifications, set up some rules and some boundaries so that you don't use Jane and John's relationship as a map, as a pattern to pattern and map your relationship after. That was just something extra. I like to be led by the spirit. But this morning, I want to tell you that today is a good day. It's a day that God has given you 24 hours to use what's in your hands to get to your Jeremiah 29 and 11. Well, what is God giving me in my hand? He's given you his word. He's given you prayer partners. He's given you the ability to hear his voice. Well, Keisha, I don't know if I hear God's voice. Just go and pray. And if all you can say is Jesus, just say it in all sincerity and you watch what God does in your life. So really quickly this morning, I'm happy about Jesus. I'm happy about him. And I want to encourage you out of the book of Acts where Peter was in prison. He was in jail and he was bound and he was chained. He had guards all around him. There were guards out at the gate. And and so he prayed while he was locked up while he was waiting on God. He prayed 
And in my spiritual mind, I'm sure he probably worshiped God. He probably, you know, thought about the things of God, thought about what he was going to do once he was released. But he continued to pray. He continued to do the right thing. He kept himself busy with spiritual things. And so as he continued to do his part, the church continued to do their part by praying. And these verses encourage me because it talks about faith. It talks about continued prayer. It talks about the position of the church. And as the church continued to pray, an angel went uh, to Peter and he shook Peter really hard and told him to get on up, come with me. So they got up and they, the, the, the jailhouse gate or the bars, they opened up and they walked on out to the city and the, the gate opened for them to leave and and when they walked out through the gate, he was free. Peter was free and he didn't believe it at first. He thought it was just a vision. But when he realized that, yes, this, this is surely, this is surely of God basically is what he, in my spiritual mind, I believe that that's what he thought that, Hey, this must be God that sent this angel to free me. And so he went to the, to the uh, house of the believers and he knocked on the door. Imagine you praying for that son that's locked up, that nephew that's locked up, that uncle that's locked up, that young lady that's locked up. Because I've seen young ladies locked up as well. And imagine you praying, you're doing your part, you're praying for them. And you hear a knock at the door and you go and you open the door and it's that son you've been praying for. It's that nephew you've been praying for. And on top of that, their mind has changed, their heart has changed, but that's a different, that's a different message. And so when one of the believers named Rhoda went to the door, she heard Peter's voice, but she didn't believe it was Peter. So she went back and she said, oh, I think I hear Peter's voice and they just kind of brushed it off. No, it ain't really him. Went back to the door, opened it up and it was Peter for sure. But he silenced them and he says, shh, mm, but let me tell you, what just happened to me. And then he left and he went further in my mind. I believe he went on to go tell other people. And so that's the long and the short of the story is that what you're praying for is near you. What you're praying for is in an open text message. What you're praying for is coming via email. What you're coming for, what you're praying for is coming in the mail by way of a letter what you're praying for, who you're praying for is knocking at your door. Let God in. Whatever that breakthrough and deliverance is, let it in. Whatever, whatever financial breakthrough it is, whatever financial breakthrough that it is, let it in. And when God blesses you with what you've been praying for financially, don't just keep it for you and your children. Don't just keep it for you and your boo thing. Don't just keep it just for you. Don't get the 18 inch weave and the, and the coffin nails and get your toenails done with the fake big toenail poking out your socks. Don't just spend it all on you. Bless somebody else. Because so many times God blesses us with finances and we don't even, we're so selfish that we're not even aware I can't bless her with $5. I can't bless her with $10. Look at the money that we really waste on eating out. Because most of the people I know along with myself, we're overweight. 
because we overindulge. And so that says to me, some of that money we spend eating out, we can bless somebody else. So when God blesses you with that financial breakthrough that's knocking at your door right now as you continue to pray, the first thing you do, don't don't just think about, oh, I'm going to pay all my bills off. Think about who you're going to bless. Think about who you're going to cash out some money to. You don't even have to let them know. Just do it. And you watch what God does for you. He may not bless you back financially, but for me, a blessing is he'll multiply my, he'll, he'll multiply my desire to want to be a greater blessing to someone else. And if God does that, and I believe that he will, and he wants to do it, then that says to me, he's going to give me the financial means to be able to do it. Oh, we need to get on another level. We need to get on another level so that what we're praying for can come knocking at our door. Please go and Google search the book of Acts and you can just Google search uh, Peter in prison, but the church prayed and just read that and let it bless you. Let it encourage you to continue to pray. Knowing that if you pray God's will, you got to ask him, God, how do I pray? What do you want me to pray? How do I pray for the situation? Just know that your position is to continue to pray because sometimes you're not going to have the money to go run down and get somebody out of prison. You're not going to have the money to go pay that bill off. You're not going to have the money to go run up to the school and give that student, give that child what they need. So a lot of times Your position, my position is only to continue to pray. And before you know it, what you've been praying for, who you've been praying for will be knocking at the door. And if you've been genuinely consistent in truthful prayer, when that knock comes, when that email comes, when that letter comes in the mail, you're going to know it's from God because you've been in your proper position. I hope that I've said something that has given you just a nudge, just a little push, just a pull on your tug on your collar to just press into God a little bit more. Make special time to go and spend with him in prayer. Prayer is so essential. It's so needed. We need more prayer. We need more special prayer time. Yes, you can pray driving down the road. I've had some of my best moments driving down the road, just praying to God. But it's something about intimate prayer where you make, where you purposely turn off the TV. You purposely put your phone down. You purposely turn them lights off, close them blinds, and you press into prayer. You press into praise. You press into worship and you get, you, you want God to come closer to you. I said it before. It's like a lover. It's like who you want to spend time with. You turn them lights down low. You turn the TV off. You put you on some light little music. You might pour you a little bit of wine. Those of you who drink, you might do that. You might put on like your little special, whatever you're going to put on because you want this person to, you know, let's get closer. Y'all don't know nothing about that. She ain't saved like she say she saved. Hey, come on now. You know what I'm talking about. Be blessed today and know that God wants to meet you in prayer.
Know that he wants to talk to you. He wants you to draw close to him so that he can draw close to you. He loves you and he loves that intimate time between you and him. Keep on praying. And before you know it, you'll get that email, that text. You'll get that knock at the door. You'll get that letter in the mail. Be blessed. Pass this podcast to two people. Surrender your life to Christ so that you can begin a new life that can only be found in serving a true and a living God. Be blessed. I love you. Bye-bye.